0: listeners, I'm Blake Montgomery. This week, as Ed Surge travels to ASU GSV in San Diego, OLC in New Orleans, and our very own LA Summit and Jobs Fair, we're bringing you dispatches from yet another locale, Washington, D.C. Last week was the White House Science Fair, and we had the pleasure of interviewing two teams. For the second interview in our series, we spoke to Kiana Elliott, a 2012 participant in the science fair who was returning to mentor younger students. We also talked to Wendy Nee, Amro Halwa, and Steven Mwingira from Baruch College Campus High School in New York City. They built a semi-automatic vacuum meant to suck up trash in the subway system. I'll let them tell you how it works. So yeah, I guess my first question is what came of your visit last year that like inspired you to return?
1: Um, I think what, what inspired me to return is after we came back from the White House Science Fair, we just had such a positive response from so many people in the community. We had a lot of different um, students our age reaching out to us and wanting to learn more about how they can be involved in science and be involved in uh, teams like the, the Lemelson MIT and Invent team. And it was just really, it was really inspiring for Peyton and I to be two high school students and to have other uh, students our age who are who inspired by us and who wanted to get into science because of something that they had seen us create.
0: And can you tell me about your invention from last year?
1: Um, so our invention was from 2013. Oh, that's, sorry. That's when, um, no problem, we we were a 2012 LMIT Invent team and we went to the White House Science Tour in 2013. But our invention was an emergency water sanitation station that's bike powered. So it was designed to filter water um, for areas in the event of a natural disaster. It was inspired by um, the earthquake in Haiti.
0: Very cool. And what have you seen? What has like come of that invention since the science fair? What's what came next?
1: So unfortunately, we weren't able to um, get it patented and get it to the Red Cross like we originally wanted to because there there was just a lot of things that we wanted to uh, perfect before we were able to send it off to, to different places. Uh, so because our team all graduated, uh, we haven't had the opportunity to, to really go back and do much with it. But mm. there are a lot of students at Northeast who are... Interested in it, and the invention is still there. So we're hoping that um, students who are there now are interested in picking the projects back up.
0: So there's still like a a bike prototype sitting somewhere at your school.
1: Yes, we still have a MIT Invent Team room <laughs> where all of our plans and our our project is still there.
0: <laughs> have other did other teams come after um, you at your school?
1: No, we we haven't had any. Um, my teams and team students, but we have had other students at our school who have gone on to do inventions. We actually just had a group of students who created a uh, buoy system that detects rip currents, and mm-hmm. they made it into the um, Samsung Solve finalist competition. So they just went to New York and um, showcased that invention there.
0: Very cool. Well, and so what do you hope comes of this this year's visit to the White House, like as you're going to be sitting on the alumni panel,
1: I really, I really want to um, again inspire more students to to be uh, get involved in science and get involved in inventions. I didn't necessarily think i was good at science when i um, first started high school and really being a part of the lmi LMIT invent team gave me confidence in the fact that i could do something science related and I, I would like for other students to have that inspiration as well
0: and when you say you weren't good at science, you didn't think you were good at science why did you get into the project initially
1: when i was a freshman in high school i had a um science teacher, biology teacher, Rhonda Flynn, who was our uh, advisor, our teacher advisor for the LMIT Invent team. And she received a grant from the Society of Science and the public to create a research class. And she invited me to be a part of that class. And so I did a research project um, where I, I just worked with her on a, on a research project and I presented it at a science fair and I fell in love with science. And so um, from my sophomore year until my senior year I competed in science for competitions and after that first year of doing science research she told us about the LMIT Invent Team grant and uh, a group of us 14 students decided to apply for the grant.
0: That's awesome that your teacher played such a big role in that. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing now um, like outside of the White House Science Fair?
1: Yeah. So I'm currently a 3rd year horticulture major at the University of Florida. I'm focused on plant molecular and cellular biology. My passion lies in food security. I'm really passionate about using science to develop high quality seed that'll help feed people around the world, especially in developing nations. And so I work with Dr. Kevin Folta who is the department chairman of horticulture at UF and I do science research with him and I'm also a Ronald E. McNair scholar, which is a program for students who are interested in obtaining a PhD. So I stay really involved in in science on campus.
0: So cool. Very cool. And are you busy inventing anything these days?
1: Inventing? uh, So actually, my my lab, we are working on a new class of plant growth regulators. So it's not as much engineering as um, my... Our team's LMIT team's and then team projects was it's more genetic engineering. I hmm. use peptide synthesis.
0: So very cool. Well, this is one one question my editor was asking me is if you had the chance, what is one scientific contraption or invention or just thing that you would uninvent if you had the chance?
1: Uninvent? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um. If I could uninvent anything, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we have some pretty great inventions out there. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of anything.
0: And you mentioned. Maybe, maybe the, um,
1: the hoverboards. (laughs) Yeah. Those are, those are annoying and they like catch on fire. I don't think we need those.
0: (laughs) well you also mentioned like really early on in the conversation that like meeting all of these other scientists um, at the white house science fair was a really inspiring experience um what about what about that experience did you enjoy so much was it like meeting the people seeing their inventions or was it something else entirely
1: i think it was definitely meeting the people and seeing their inventions i i think that Something that's really special about the White House Science Fair is the fact that so many different students are there from different ages and they're all doing incredible things and creating these amazing projects that can really make a difference in the world. So seeing students who were my age and students who were much younger um, just all coming together and, and creating amazing, making um, amazing, incredible inventions and um, being very innovative and innovative was very inspiring to me. And I think the other part of it that was really inspiring was having all these high profile people like President Obama and Bill Nye there who were interested in learning about what we were doing and giving us positive feedback. It was, it was just an incredible experience altogether.
0: Nifty. Well, I think I might shift the questions to the current this year's visiting team if they're on the line.
2: Yeah,
0: we're on the line. Oh, awesome. Good to hear from you guys. Um, so to start off, could you just tell me um, about your inventions in your own words?
2: Okay. Um, so our invention is a semi-automatic vacuum that will be attached to the flatbed of a MTA work train. And what this does, we're hoping is to, it will run free, more frequently, maybe once or twice a week to vacuum up all the trash in the tracks.
0: And have you been able to test the invention so far, uh, as and understand what its efficacy is in the back of a train?
2: Um, no, since our invention is still a one-fourth scale prototype, we weren't able to test it on like physically on the train. But we have done testing with trash. Um, we have done presentations throughout the school year showing the under. The lower classmen, what our invention is like and how it works.
0: Oh, very cool. Um, what's what's the goal with showing the underclassmen and demonstrating this to them?
2: Um, we want to show them since we uh, since our school got into the LMIT invention program, they have heard about us, but they don't really know what we exactly what we're doing. So we want to demonstrate it to them
0: and have them see the dimension for themselves. Very cool. And could you tell me about, a little bit about each of yourselves? Um, Kind of, I guess, one one icebreaker question would be, like, what within science, what discipline or project or problem do you each find uh, most fascinating and most, uh, draws most of your attention? Um, So,
2: uh, my name is Wendy. I'm currently a student at Marist College, and I was alumni of Lulu College, Canvas High School. One problem that I have been introduced to is the overflow of data and how we need more people in the programming field, not only to make new software, but also to do data analysis so we can control the overflow of data that's going into the world right now.
3: Hmm. Uh, hello. My name is Amro Hawa, I'm a senior at Barulah College, Kansas High School. I haven't really encountered a problem, and uh, therefore I do not intend to solve a problem I have not encountered. But uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by computer science and the possibilities it opens up with programming and the stuff that we could program and use. Because uh, once you know how to program, you could really customize a lot of the uh, tech
4: stuff out there, and that, that I really like and enjoy. Hmm. Um, my name is Stefan Mungira and I am a junior at Berlin College Campus High School, and I would have to agree with AMRO. I'm very intrigued with computer science and programming and engineering, and I find it really fascinating, and over the past couple of years, I've been teaching myself how to program, and it's been going pretty well so far.
0: Awesome. Well, how did you guys get started? I read the story in the press release about um, you began this project because... Of like frequent delays on the train, which I'm also a victim of in San Francisco. Um, but I wo- I wonder if there's more to that story. If there's like a singular moment when either when maybe each of you decided like yes, this is a project I want to work on, or uh, as a group you said this is the most important thing we can tackle with what we're doing. Um, since we're uh, high school
2: students, we always take the train to school and back and on um, lateness would like um, is a really big problem for us because we we're midocch missed out on class. Mm. And um, we after we came up with the idea that we should do something about the trash and the tracks. I think it became more obvious to us like how much trash is building up and there's not just in one station but many stations too. So we really wanted to solve this problem and upon doing research, we found that not only is it not clean, and like not only does it also pollute the air, but trash fires can also be caused. Um, I remember there was this incident, I'm not sure if it was last year or two years ago, with the 7 train, where it sparked on fire because of trash, and it was, like, it was really um, a hard problem to solve because people have to come in and fix everything, and it caused many more delays. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, focusing more on the trip, the upcoming trip to the White House, um, what do you hope comes of the trip?
3: Oh, okay. Um, well, this is Admiral Hall. Um, I'd hope that more people can see what we're trying to do, the changes we're trying to make, because the trash, you know, in the MTA system, it's really a big problem, causing delays and stuff like that. People try to leave their house with, you know, an hour, two hours earlier than they need to just just to get to the place they want to get to because there will always be delays. And I personally, I get to school an hour so early just not to be late because I know that there will be problems I encounter with the system, there will be delays and trash. It really contributes to this problem and it would be great to to kind of get the trash out of there. Uh, So it would take away from the chances of resulting in a delay. Um, I forgot the question, can you repeat it, (laughs) please? (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I was asking, what do you hope comes uh, of the trip? Like, what results do you want to see?
3: Um, well, I want the MTA to kind of notice what we're doing, um, <laughs> the changes we're trying to make, and the faults you know, in the current system they have in cleaning the trash and stuff, and that uh, they might eventually you know, employ a prototype, or you know, once, once it becomes an actual thing, once we scale it four times. And, uh, they can actually use it and help actually clean the trash.
0: Awesome.
4: Um, yeah, we hope to at least try to get the attention of someone who can help us get the system implemented into the real world and hopefully uh, make people aware of the change that we're trying to achieve in our community, and our community above, above and beyond that. So we hope that we'll be able to... Uh, attract that attention and be able to put our system into the real world and, and use it on a frequent basis
0: Awesome, would you all ever if MTA didn't notice would you ever just run and attach your device to a train anyway?
2: Uh, this know. is Wendy's probably not because it's um, Illegal to do that so mm-hmm. when we first came up with the idea we wanted to attach it to a passenger train because that's what's on more frequently than the work train itself But we were approached um, that we cannot do that because it's against the law. It would be, once it tolls into the station, it would be behind, like, the view, so it could be dangerous, like, people could climb on it and other stuff could happen to it. So we have to put it on the flatbed of the work chain.
0: Mm. (laughs) Oh, well, it could be a dream.
2: Um, I guess aside from our invention, uh, what I want to come out of this experience is that anybody could build things. Um, We are a small team in a small school, even though New York City is big. And we build our invention behind a Spanish classroom. Because our school is in a building with other companies, we don't really have the big, like, lab space to build our prototypes. But I'm proud of all of us. We were still able to build it and it still works. To this
0: day, can you tell me about the situation that you were built that you just described behind a Spanish classroom? What does that mean exactly?
3: I think she meant to say in the back of the Spanish classroom. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah.
2: So, so our, yeah, to go further into detail, our school is um, a part of, it, we share a building with another company and we have five first five floors. We don't really have much lab space or open space to um, stall and do stuff like that. So we use the back of our um, Spanish classroom. We use the desk to solve things and build things. And that's where a lot of our work happens been takes place. Hmm.
0: Very cool. Well, what are you, what are you most excited about uh, with the upcoming trip to the White House and to the science fair?
4: Um. I guess just being able to see other students and what they've been able to do and accomplish with the given time that they've had to work on their projects and gain some more inspiration and maybe continue further into the field of engineering and and, and inventing.
0: What do you you mean about that last part, continue into the field of engineering?
4: Well, um, there are other projects that I've worked online that also work with uh, engineering projects. I think I might have seen a few robotics projects as well, so I have a, a very good passion for engineering, and I hope to gain more inspiration from other students around my age to continue pushing on and, and, and becoming a better engineer.
0: Awesome. Well, one question my editor asked, uh, just kind of a silly question, is what's one device or invention or thing that you, or discovery that you would uninvent if you had the capacity?
3: By uninvent, do you mean take back, uh, as in it was never invented, or?
0: Yes, like erase it from history.
2: Um, I would think atomic bomb, mm. because it costs so much lives. Like, I took U.S. history in 11th grade, and... I thought that it was really unnecessary that the US bombed Japan. Um, I I learned that um, even after Japan surrendered, that was when we dropped the atomic bomb, that it wasn't like what I thought it was, which was that Japan isn't really stubborn and they don't want to surrender. I actually learned that um, it was actually the opposite. Mm.
0: Uh, AMRO and anybody else?
3: Yeah. Yeah, this is this is AMRO. I, I I thought I thought really hard about this question. I could not could not reach a, a favorable conclusion in this case. I mean I, my experience with technology so far has been has been really, really good. And I just, just can't unvent anything. It, it's been so useful so far. Everything I've used hmm. it, it served its purpose.
4: Yeah, I'll pass it on to Stefan if he has an
2: <laughs>
4: Um, I don't I haven't I couldn't think of anything that I can uninvent. Um I think I'm more looking forward to the things that we can invent and the possibilities, but mm-hmm. to be honest I couldn't think of anything that I would want to take back.
0: Hmm. Stefan, what's uh what's a problem that you would like to see an immediate like invention to solve? or like an um,
4: issue? That's uh, a very, very big topic. Um,
0: right. I mean, it could be a big well, answer. You don't okay, have to make um, the thing. I think
4: I think it might have a good answer.
0: Sure.
4: Um, well, I was born in uh, in Tanzania, East Africa, mm-hmm. and over the years, Africa as, as a whole has been um, declining in the amount of water that we're able to distribute around the continent. So I think something that we can... Try to create or invent is a
0: better system to distribute water and make sure that everybody gets clean water. Very cool, I like that. See? Big, could be a big answer, could be a big problem. Um, and, let me think, let me think. Have you guys yeah. participated in anything like the White House Science Fair before? I mean, not necessarily on the same scale as like, students from around the country, but what's led up to this?
2: Um, well, I think, yeah, um, this is Wendy, um, uh, for the Lemuson MIT Invent Team Program, we presented at Eureka Fest at MIT last year, mm-hmm. and that was a really big, um, part because we were open to other Invent Teams, and we were also open to college and graduate students who invented many things.
0: Mm, very cool. Amro Stefan,
3: this will be our first time uh, this week presenting at the White House Science Fair. We've or, done no such thing before. Or any <laughs> <or any> <laughs> <person>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, part of that question is also like, what? I I don't imagine that you just have a have a have like knowledge and interest in science out of nowhere like where did this where did this come from like in your life in your lives
3: uh well well, last year that'll be 11th grade for me i i did this elective called tech team and that's when i was first introduced to just tech overall and other related stuff that interested me and from there on i joined vent team and the interest you know grew even even further and now i'm looking forward to pursue engineering or computer science in college.
0: Very cool. Uh,
4: Well, I've always been, uh, since elementary, I've been in robotics teams and things of that nature. So when I came to Baruch and I saw that this offer was available, it just kind of felt like a natural decision for me because I've been introduced to that kind of form of of working.
2: Um, Yeah, I have the same um, experience as... I was in robotics in fifth grade and that really like inspired me to build and be in the science field and I personally really like math and science so um, during high school I was approached by my classmates with this opportunity to apply for the Lemelson-MIT grant to build this invention and um, I was really um, happy that I got to learn this because I learned about many more things in the field, uh, like how to use 8020 and use many other tools that I probably wouldn't have experience with.
0: Awesome. That's very cool. Um, well, you guys, those are all the questions that I have um, written down. Is there is there anything you think we should be talking about, any big events that I've totally missed um, in your journey up to this point?
3: Oh. I think one thing we're talking about is, uh, is, uh, is Con Edison. <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. So, I mean, this, this machine that we're working on, uh, to get where, where, to where we are today, it's kind of tough with the knowledge we have, because I'll tell you this, in day one, I had absolutely no knowledge, and that discouraged me at first from joining Invent Team, and you absolutely nothing. If it wasn't for our mentors from uh, Con Edison, we would not have been here today. Um, they, they taught me a little bit of coding, which I needed to work with the microcontroller that offers the vacuum. And they taught us a lot about what, how to go further with this vacuum, how to make it look better. How to create a remote that offers the vacuum. And uh, a lot of thanks to them.
0: I'm, I can't say I'm familiar with uh, Con Edison. Can someone tell me a little bit more about it?
2: Um, so last year when we first started building this invention, we had to go look for mentors, reach out for mentors, because we, um, our school is not really a tech school and not all of us were experienced in the field, but then when we reached out to mentors, we were lucky to get, um, two mentors, Chris and Dean, who really helped us a lot. They taught us Like, for example, the pneumatic system that we probably wouldn't have been experienced with. And um, they really helped us a lot along the way because there were many things that were new to us. And with their help, we were successful and our machine is working really well right now.
0: Awesome. Wow. I've never heard of that program before. That's great. well, I guess one...
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Con Edison is a company that distributes electricity and power in New York. Okay. A five things, yeah.
0: Got it. And so you guys have been working with scientists and engineers from Con Edison? Yes. Awesome. Nifty. Well, I guess one kind of last question is, what do you hope to see in your own, like, science education in the future? What do you think would be the best thing? More invention, less invention.
4: Sorry, can you repeat the question, please?
0: Yeah, I'm um, just wondering what you guys hope to see in your in your own science education in the future. If there's something you're looking forward to learn, or you want to see more of either certain topics or certain modes of instruction, or anything like that.
3: Uh, this is Amro. I'm looking forward to learning more about the both artificial and natural sciences, so computer science and hopefully all the languages that exist you know, within computer science, and uh, some chemistry and physics that I was interested in 10th grade and, and beyond. I was really going to pursue something, either physics or chemistry, but now I'm kind of adding computer science, and I'm just simply interested in all the sciences around. Uh, pass around. Um, I
2: guess this might be brought up a lot, but I would like to see more females and more girls in this STEM field. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to Marist College. Uh, I know it might be because it's a small college. That's why there's not a lot of girls in computer science classes that I see. But I am seeing more, and I really like that idea. And I, when I saw the exhibitors for the White House this year, I saw the Girl Scouts, and I was really proud of them
0: that they were in 19 at such a young age.
4: Cool. How about you, Stefan? Uh, is it one more time, can you repeat the question? <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. So what do, you, what do you want to see in your future science classes? Is there something you're really excited to learn or something you want your teachers to talk more about or like Wendy said, um, people you want to see in your science classes and meet and
4: learn from them? Um, to be honest, I have to agree with Emma, I'm just really interested in in, in programming and I would like to um, delve more into the field of programming and learn a lot more about it than what I currently know. So um, just right now I'm really interested in in, uh, mobile phone application programming. So maybe taking a course on that or having some sort of lesson on that in the future will be really, really great.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all for taking the time to talk to me. Um, it's been really fun.
3: Uh, can I add sure. a few more things? Sure, please. Okay. Um, I neglected to include, or forgot I can say, to include uh, that, aside from ventures that we had, we had two teachers that helped both teams. The first, team and the second team worked on this project and helped us get the grant, uh, Dr. Jaffe and Quan. They, they were there they supervise the entire project from start to finish uh, and they were, they, were, they were there every day. Uh, we came in on Saturdays because they, they were able to get us the time at the school to work. After school they were there helping us uh, with the work and all. Yeah, they helped super, supervise the entire project and make this possible.
0: Cool, uh, cool. shout out to Nan. I-
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh I think it's worth uh mentioning right, uh, talking about how the vacuum itself works right now versus how it worked last year. Please. So should I delve into that? Yeah, please. Okay. So last year, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, last year, uh, the vacuum by the time they finished it it was a semi automatic prototype. Uh so you have the vacuum, you plug it in, and uh, it, it sucks up the trash, right? The vacuum turns on and it sucks up the trash. And they had, on top of the vacuum, two light sensors. And uh, the light sensors, what they do is they read the value of the light. Uh, and they also had two ultrasonic sensors. And uh, those were placed within the vacuum, uh, or within the box in which the, uh, the trash is sucked up, uh, or the container. And what that does is uh, it measures how much trash there is or gets the distance between the, uh, the top of the vacuum or the container to the trash. So if it's filled up, uh, it stops working and, and that's all controlled by the code and stuff. And so if, you were, if, the, uh, if it gets really dim, and that would be in the train station, if it, gets, if it gets really dim or the light is so strong, the vacuum will turn off. And if it gets filled up, the vacuum will turn off and we did that with the sensors and we have a microcontroller that's called an Arduino, and we programmed to do what we wanted to do. This year, what we added was a remote to all of that. So now you could control it. You could turn the vacuum on, you could turn the vacuum off with a remote, and that's on our phone. We used an app called Robo Remote to do that. And uh, it was very customizable, which was great. Uh, so using that, you could turn the vacuum on and off. Also, if you turn the vacuum on, you could let it go, you could let it go, you know, working there, sucking up the trash. And if it gets filled up, of course, the ultrasonic sensor stops the vacuum from operating. Uh, if you put your hand over the light sensor, you know, to make it dim or so, it also stops from operating. Uh, when it gets filled up with trash, uh, we have air We air, um, we have a pneumatic system, and what that does, it helps to clear uh, the trash from the container. And so, what we usually do is we have pistons that slide, or air pistons, I guess, that slide the vacuum forward, that lift the vacuum up at an angle so that the vacuum can slide down and that opens the door of the container to uh, let, let the trash out. And so, we, sl- uh, we, uh, we close the door, we unlift, I guess, bring it back to the original position, and we unslide it, I suppose, and slide it back and bring it back to the original position. And from there, we could, we could turn the vacuum on and set up more trash. So that's how the prototype works, and,
0: uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, any questions about that? Oh, go ahead, please. Uh,
3: oh, do you have any questions about what I just said?
0: Uh, well, I was I was just going to ask if uh, Wendy and Stefan had anything to add to the description.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, yeah so last year, even though it was semi-automatic, the dumping uh, so, like, the system where we empty the trash from the vacuum was more manual. Like, someone had to be there to pull um, the button so that it could lift the vacuum. This year, um, in 192.0, they were able to help us make it remote so that a person doesn't have to be there to do it.
4: Yeah, we we to help support the pneumatic systems, we add electronic valves that help uh, control how much the amount of air that we want to be pushed to each part of the vacuum to control the door, the slide, or the, or the tilt motion. So that's also adding on to the, um, the ability for it to be controlled via a phone or any other remote control that you tether to it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's super cool. Um, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Thanks for listening. If you haven't heard our other interview with the White House Science Fair team, check it out. We talked to a team from California who built a solar-powered charging station for electric cars. Until next time, I'm Blake Montgomery.